1: Hi, I'm Joey Wright and welcome to Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast that takes you inside the high school sports scene in East Central Illinois. Plenty to talk about now as the fall sports season is in full swing. And after a few football-focused episodes to kick things off, we're going to talk about soccer today. Specifically, we'll take you inside the Urbana High School soccer program. The Tigers 5-1-1 to start the 2022 campaign led by a talented trio that includes William Arana, Jack Kemby and Jackson Gilbert. Those seniors, plus head coach Mickey Kowalski featured on today's episode of Extra Prep, along with a recap of the second week of the IHSA football season, plus a look ahead to week three. Me and sports editor Matt Daniels break it all down for you. Glad you're with us on Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast.
2: Lauren Tate, Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Colin Likas, and Bob Osterson. Drive the definitive Illini Sports portal, IlliniHQ.com. Your place for nonstop a coverage as it happens. All day all night, all weekend. Your access to unparalleled Illini coverage is so easy at just over a dime a day. All of this for only $3.99 per month. Go to news-gazette.com now, click on the word subscribe, and get the instant Illini information anytime. Go Illini!
1: Hello and welcome to the third episode of Extra Prep, a News Gazette Podcast. I'm Joey Wright alongside sports editor Matt Daniels, and today we are in the lecture hall at Urbana High School, catching so, up with Urbana High School soccer.
3: Yeah, looking forward to seeing what personality philosophy and of players have to say. One of the areas most successful boys soccer teams for, for quite some times, and they're off to a, another good start this year. Joy, I just have to ask, though, in this lecture hall, did you ever have a class in here?
1: Never had a class in here. Urbana High School, of course, my alma mater, class of 2018, and what they use this room for mostly is guest speakers. Okay. Uh, sometimes a class will come in here to lecture for, for whatever reason, but just yeah, it is a...
3: record podcast. Yeah, for the, the local newspaper? It's the
1: podcast oh. studio. There you go. Yeah. I like it. It's a nice setup here. <laughs>
3: And we got some ambient noise as well with some school bells, so people listening actually know that we are here.
1: That's right, and that was not recorded in. That was the <laughs> actual bell. I think that's the end of eighth hour, if okay. I had to guess, if the, if the schedule's kind of the same as it was when I was here. So, we'll probably have another you one. You before. weren't here that
3: long Class of 2018 grad. Though.
1: 2018, and then uh, four great years at Bradley, you and go. back in town now, now of hands. course. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great to be back, absolutely. And, and Urbana High School soccer, you know, probably the the flagship program when you talk about team sports here at Urbana mm-hmm. High School. Off to another great start, five and one game tonight as we record this against Centennial, and, and this probably won't be posted and uploaded until after that game has concluded, so either 6-1 and one or 5-2 and two, the Tigers will be, but Matt, still another great start, and it's exactly what you'd expect from Urbana High School Soccer.
3: Yeah, I mean, Randy Blackman uh, obviously built this program up to the, the powers that it reached, and uh, you know, Mickey Klosky's continuing that year in his his first year uh, after James Barkley, their their previous coach for five past five seasons, uh, stepped aside after last season. And uh, they've got their sights set on another postseason run. I know they're a little salty after not winning their own tournament title last week and then falling to Champaign Central, but uh, they got quite the stretch of games coming up here. And uh, yeah, they made it to a super sectional last year, won a sectional title, regional title on their home field. So uh, they always just seem to breed success in, in boys soccer here at Urbana High School, and, and that's continuing this season.
1: I'm old enough to, I, I, I can say I was here when Randy Blackman was here, I can say uh, I can say that. Yeah, one of the,
3: the first assignments I had at the News Gazette was a decade ago in, in 2012, and that and was covering Urbana Boys Soccer up at the, the state tournament. Uh, had, the state tournament that year was actually at, I want to say it was Lincoln Way North High School, which is now closed, I believe, um, but they had quite the run there. Uh, ended up winning their state semifinal match on a Friday afternoon, uh, then lost the state title match to Pure Notre Dame the next day, who's now, at the time they weren't in the same conference, but now Big 12 opponents, and uh, that match later this year, when, when Urbana and Pure Notre Dame go against each other, should be one, a memorable one to watch, but uh, yeah, it's just, for whatever reason, Urbana boys soccer has just really thrived year in and year out. And, uh, obviously this fall, uh, it, it's different too here at, at Urbana because no no varsity football. So boys soccer is kind of the creme de la creme and, and the one, especially boy sport, that uh, a lot of people are paying attention to.
1: Having spent, uh, again, four years in Peoria at Bradley, it was kind of the same way at Bradley. No football team, mm-hmm. but people really rallied behind the soccer team. And I can also tell you that Peoria and Notre Dame has not slowed down. No. They are still a no. powerhouse. and. That could be a meeting we see uh, certainly in the conference season and then uh, as we we move through the the Mm postseason. You never know. But uh, 2012, it's absolutely a year people still talk about as the bell rings. (laughs) (laughs) Football made a nice run that season too.
3: Yeah, won the first playoff game and first and only so far playoff win in in school history, and uh, that was quite the weekend uh, that all happened. And Yeah, boys soccer, uh, like I said, they they just – Year in and year out, you just expect them to, to not only compete for Big 12 titles, but also to come home with some, some regional title hardware, sectional title hardware if they make a run to the state tournament. It's, it's not a huge shock. Uh, it's just a, a great culture that they've built here, and, and obviously they have great athletes too, and we'll get to, to hear from some of them here coming up.
1: And we'll dive right into that now. We caught up with head coach Mickey Kowalski, along with Jackson Gilbert, William Arana, and Jack Kemby. Jackson Gilbert, a terrific defender. William and Jack, great scorers. And Mickey Kowalski doing a great job in his first season as head coach. That and much more coming up after this. This is Extra Prep. A News Gazette podcast.
0: (laughs) Hi, this is Jackson Gilbert from Urbana High School's soccer team. Wednesday at 7... It's the Brett Bielema Show from Papa Dells right here on Light Rock 97.5 WHMS.
1: Extra Prep Podcast Week 3. We are joined by a trio of Urbana High School soccer players, Jackson Gilbert, William Arena, and Jack Lusa Kemby, as well as Tigers head coach Mickey Kowalski. Guys, thanks so much for joining us, getting you out of class on a Thursday afternoon. I know it can't be too bad, And, and Coach, we'll start with you. Pretty broad, five and one this season. Still early, but Tiger soccer doing what it always does, winning games, and, and you guys have to like where you're at early on.
4: Yeah, I think we're we're kind of at the point where we expected to be. Besides that one loss to Central, obviously that sucks because we're not go we didn't go back to back this year with our tournament. But I think everything's going according to plan, and the team's playing well. Um, I really have no complaints. But yeah, season's on on track to hopefully repeat as conference champs this year and then repeat as regional champs and go from there
3: just kind of see what happens from there. Nikki, what's it been like for you just the the transition to, to being a first year head coach and and kind of keeping the the tradition rich program that, you know, Urbana boys soccer has is, is built up through the the years and the decades. Um I'm I got really lucky. I was
4: under coach Barkley last year and he kind of paved the way for me and a lot of what I'm doing is kind of kind of how he ran it just because it worked so well for the boys. And I kind of – I was also the girls' touch coach in the Mm -hmm. spring. So I took some things from what we did with the boys and kind of put it to work with the girls and kind of learned from my mistakes there. And now Mm -hmm. here we are in 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 September.
1: You mentioned taking over for Coach Barkley. Before Coach Barkley – Before Coach Barkley, Randy Blackman, here for three decades. Only got the
3: field named after him. Yeah, got
1: a field named after him, all sorts of accolades, and and it's still a name people know in Urbana High School. Just so much tradition in this program, and and Coach Barkley continued to to take that along. But, I mean, what's it like to just inherit all of that and, you know, come out onto the field that sometimes you guys play at, sometimes you guys play on on the football field, but to see Blackman Field and all that, I mean, what's it like to be associated with that?
4: It's awesome because the high school where I was at, I'm from up north. uh, Mm -hmm. Leiden high school, okay. Franklin mm-hmm. Park area. Yeah. Um, and I didn't play high school sports. I played club <laughs> growing up. So um, coming here and seeing the culture, mm-hmm. the soccer culture, I told them my first practice here last year, I wasn't expecting anything crazy. I was like, Oh small school. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to coach, this is great first mm-hmm. step for me. And then I saw the first practice, I was like, wow. These kids can play, and mm-hmm. I told them last year I was like that team last year could compete with any three A school that mm-hmm. at least I've seen yeah, exactly. in my years up there watching, and my all my buddies play high school, so I know what I know what they they and they all played went on to play college soccer, mm-hmm. so and then what last year we had five mm-hmm. boys signed to play college so soccer, great. so yeah.
3: Jack- Jackson, what's uh? How would you just kind of describe the the team's strengths? What are they this season so far? And and how do you feel you guys are doing so far? You know, three weeks into the season.
0: Yeah, I think we're like we're doing very good as a team together. Like, we're we're still coming together as a full team. We're, we have a lot of new guys on varsity. We have well, not many returners. We're all coming together. We we really I think we're we're to surprise a lot of people this year for what we can do. Like. Like we're all snakes in the grass right now. We used that last year in track like we're hidden like people don't know our strengths like we have a lot of people that they have no clue who we are mm-hmm. what we can do our goalkeeper has played five soccer games in his life and he's doing amazing like we're snakes in the grass is what I like to say like we're hidden like we have hidden talent and we're going to put on the display real soon.
3: William what's that like though for a team that at least in this area you know won a sectional title last year made it so close to getting into the state tournament how do you guys just handle maybe some of the external pressure when teams say, "Oh, you know, we're playing Urbana today. It's it might be a tough match." Uh,
5: yeah. Like a lot of people, is, like a lot of teams, they they think we are not good this year because of last year, right? And we lost players. But like my friend Gilbert was saying, we got different players too. They are just pretty good, very talented. Like people don't know, they don't know them, and mm-hmm. uh, we're just working hard. So now that we're gonna face another teams, I think that it's just gonna be ready to face them. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Matt mentioned some of that external pressure. You know, Urbana in soccer, kind of a brand name. And when you look at the the landscape Urbana high school sports right now, no football, so you guys are kind of the only show in town. I mean, what does that add? Knowing that you know, soccer's got a little more attention on it than it does at some schools because it's right now pretty much soccer and volleyball that yeah. people are zeroed in on.
5: Yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's uh, it's good, you know, because we got all the eyes on us. So like we, we can use as motivation. But at the same time, it's like, I just so much pressure that sometimes the guys just get scared of that. But like, I'm actually pretty exciting. I know the other guys are excited because of that too. So, yeah.
3: Jack, what's it been like uh, getting to know Coach Kowalski and how he's adapting to you guys and you guys are adapting to him at all?
6: Um, it's been pretty good, you know new coach uh, most of us have been with uh, Coach Barkley for three or even known him since middle school for four years um, But with a new coach always new ideas. He brings kind of his style and it's good because like Coach Barkley was a great coach. I'm sure all of us can say that uh, Coach Kowalski is also like he gets to know the players mm-hmm. and a more personal too. He's kind of like a coach as the same time a friend and a mentor so we we'll appreciate that and I think a lot of the guys like sure. like the relationship yeah. they have with them.
1: Jack you're the third leading scorer on the team right now, four goals. William Arena, sitting right beside you has five goals. Competition. A kind of little competition there. <laughs> uh, Kev Perez-Bresino who's, who's not with us today, a junior, has seven goals but something that you guys mentioned before we started recording is you guys are kind of sharing the goals this year and, and, and Jackson Gilbert again kind of mentioned Teams aren't really aware of your strengths yet, you know people don't know what what Urbana high school soccer is gonna bring them But you know just looking at at the offense that you guys run this year What are some of those strengths and and what has allowed you guys to start off five and one?
6: Um, I think a big strength that we have that some other teams don't have is our fitness I think we're a very fit team a lot of track background track experiences We like well, we don't like we run a lot (laughs) So that's good like those end when it's 10 minutes 15 minutes after the game that those are usually deciding factors and the fitter team that can keep going usually ends up winning those when it's close margin so I think we're fit we're also uh, (coughs) a family we go out together we do things on weekends Mm -hmm. and that also bonds us as a team because we have a lot of new players Mm -hmm. so friendships all around good work ethic nice good leadership throughout the field and with the staff, with the coach, manager, so I think those are the good strengths.
3: Jackson, we were talking before that we started recording, obviously your exploits in track and field are are well documented, Uh, state champion last year, and uh, how does that, how does track help you with soccer and vice versa, how does soccer help you with with track at all?
0: Um, I think, I mean, draw track is is a lot of speed, and then in soccer, it's it's pretty easy to be the fastest person on the pitch. So that means I know in the field no one's gonna be able to outrun me. So then my confidence is pretty high if I see a through ball. Like I think ninety percent of the time I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna win the ball and then help the team re-attack. And I like to say, Jack, you're lucky I took a center back role. I was not to leading goal sport, You're lucky I. Used, I
3: just to give you some spotlight. That's why. Yeah. And and coaches. Just- what is it like having uh, a type of athlete like Jackson, where obviously, like I said, his his, his sprinting ability and track? How does that translate to where he can, you know, maybe be just helping out in the in the back line, but then if need be, just a, a mad rush there? You feel pretty confident that he's gonna get down there pretty fast.
4: Yeah. So defensively, every time I see a team play a through ball, I kind of just turn my head. I don't even have to worry. <laughs> I know he's gonna get there. If he's not gonna get there, our goalie Tyler's gonna get there. He's just as athletic. Then maybe not as fast as Jackson, but he, he might be the better athlete. Yeah. yeah. I great.
3: And you mentioned Tyler, and obviously you guys are coming off a win Tuesday against Uni High, 3-1 to one, uh, over there, and Tyler had a great game for you guys. Just What's it been like for him, and how did you kind of unearth this hidden gem in your goalie situation this season? <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great question. Um,
4: so from what I've heard, he tried out freshman year and had a knee injury. So he's always and I knew he played soccer in the in the article Colin wrote mm-hmm. he had, he he went to Africa one mm-hmm. summer met all his family and that's all they do there's soccer 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 so there for a summer and you play soccer every day you'll pick up some skills pretty pretty quickly especially in Africa where soccer is probably the number 1 sport like mm-hmm. without a doubt yeah. and he kind of, I I had my eye on him since last year because I'm a teacher in the building. I teach mm-hmm. PE here too. So I I see kids. I I have my eye out for boys and girls, <laughs> for soccer specifically. So I'm looking out. I'm always kind of, you want to say recruiting, whatever you want to call it. But um, I knew, I was like, Kyler, what do you think about soccer next year? He's like, oh, I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. And then he came to all the summer trainings, right. and here we are now. And he's got big shoes to fill, and everyone knows yeah, Chase, exactly. and his – resume at Urbana. Mm-hmm. And he's on to play, he's playing at Milliken right now. Okay. And
3: so
6: Tyler's holding his own though.
4: He's definitely holding his own. <laughs> and Chase Chase would agree with me too. He's 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 real good. He's gotcha.
3: yeah.
1: Thirty five saves in six games, right? He's only let in five so far. Yeah. So he's he's off to a great start. You mentioned being a teacher in the building, and uh, as we record this, it is about getting close to 2.30. It's game day. You guys are getting ready to head across town to play Centennial. Not sure if you guys will get out of school a little early for that one or not, but... We do. There you go. There you go. That's always nice, right? Uh, William, I'll go back to you, but really open for, for any of the three we've got here game day, you know, what's your preparation like and, and what's game day like? And then add in the crosstown element of it, playing Centennial, always a tough out. I mean, what's going through your mind right Obviously now?
3: Obviously recording I mean, a podcast too. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> throwing a lot at you today.
5: <laughs> no, I'm just pretty excited. Like whenever we face a team, it's just a calm, the town, it's just like always exciting, you know, because we want to beat them in like the huge, it has to be always the better in this, in this area. So we just get pretty excited, we talk to each other. And sometimes what I, what I do before a game like this, I just go out for lunch and I eat pasta. <laughs> that would just give me preparation and everything. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm do before a game.
6: Jack, what's your pre-game routine? Um, I don't really have much, just a good lunch. Okay. You, know? you go to I school. Eat, like, <laughs> lunch <laughs> with Jackson, pretty early, thousand, unfortunately, but Jackson makes it more bearable. Um, what's on the I, lunch menu? Oh, I don't. I don't, Can't remember the last time I had school lunch. I was
1: gonna say, do you guys still get off-campus lunch? <laughs> yeah. What's yeah.
6: the What's the move? Where were you? Where are you heading? You usually go to Jackson's house and we chef it up pancakes. in the kitchen. <laughs> pancakes. Oh, those pancakes today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Are you cooking them, Jackson? I cooked every once in a while. Okay, so he's, he, he's I let my sister cook
1: today. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're, they're
3: better text. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> what so kind pan- of pancakes? That's important. Those, those were
0: chip. Chocolate chip and cinnamon pancakes. Oh wow! Man, All right, very good.
3: Do you have those before track meets, too? Uh,
0: We had them one meet. Okay. I think I ran the 800 that day, and it was kind of (laughs) – I felt the pancakes that day, so I don't think I did that again.
3: Uh, Coach, this is a busy stretch for your team. I played uni high on on Tuesday, got centennial today on on Thursday. Headed up to the suburbs uh, this weekend, and then some big matches next week. And just kind of fill our our listeners in on – uh, just the, the schedule and kind of your, your process too behind getting all these, these tough matches yeah, in mid-September. Yeah, so in September. I'll
4: dive right into that. So in the summer I got uh, Joe Trost, he's the organizer of the Body Armor Series. Mm-hmm. It was known as the PepsiCo Showdown, yeah, mm-hmm. so they changed the name Body Armor Series. Um, he reached out for girls and I was like, hey, do you have a spot for the boys? Mm-hmm. So Because I I knew they, they love to get out of town, they love to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he said, yeah, we've got some, some spots open for boys, so he signed us up for that. Um, and I told them, like, hey, there's a stretch in September. 15 days, 10 games in those 15 days. I'm like, that's a lot of play. <laughs> so if, as long as we stay healthy through this stretch, I think the more games we play as, like, the, I, I don't want to say inexperienced, mm-hmm. but less experienced team the compared to some of the other ones in the area, like, based on who's been on the team before and just the amount of people we lost last year and stuff like that. The more games that we can play together, the better. And regardless who it is, obviously the goal is to go to Schaumburg and win mm-hmm. Saturday against Glenbard North, mm-hmm. and then the other side of our bracket. Um, if you're familiar with Boiling Catholic, they're pretty good. They once, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty good. They, they're playing Hananiga on the other okay. side of the bracket. So I think, I mean, I think Glenbard North's a 3A. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty solid 3A program from what I've from what I've like mm-hmm. read about stuff like that. But I know we'll be ready for Saturday. Obviously, today, we're Mm -hmm. focused on Centennial Day. Tomorrow, our focus will start shifting to the weekend. And only tough thing about that is we've got a nice little three-hour drive there. Play the game and a nice little three-hour drive back, but we will be stopping for food, so I know the guys are excited for that. <laughs> Any
1: decision on where you at, or is that still a surprise? Jackson Gilbert's House for yeah, Pancakes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if we stop
4: at Gilbert's House for Pancakes, I can give some money back. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. W- William, what's
3: it like just these, uh, obviously being in the Big 12, you do have some lengthy bus rides to Peoria and, and other places like that, mm-hmm. but h- how much team bonding just goes on on these trips at all, and, and what's that like at all?
5: Oh, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of vibing through the trips and the bus. Like, we always bonding each other and like shooting and listening to music too. Mm-hmm. It's just really inspiring for us. And like, the bond with the team, just <coughs> like while, while we are doing the trips, it's just like, just amazing feeling for the team. We get closer to each other as a mm-hmm. team. Uh, as a family too, we just get really closer. And yeah, the, the trips are really, really nice for us. And it helps us a lot, to be honest, because like I said, we get really closer and that helps us out during practice too.
3: Jackson, uh, obviously you've been in some big moments both on soccer and in track. How do you just kind of get through maybe the the grind uh, of the regular season? Like you, like Coach said, a lot of matches coming up here. Knowing what the end goal is though and, and to make a run, you know, once, I, once the calendar flips October and, and the IHSA postseason rolls around.
0: Yeah, I think like to get to the it's, it is a, it is it a long grind, but you always think about what the outcome is gonna be. Like if I keep working, and we win all these games. The outcome is gonna be so positive. It's gonna be worth it all, and we're all gonna it's gonna be have so much fun. And we're gonna be in love with the sport, in love with the team. Like we're gonna be so happy, and we're gonna have a great time. And then, like we said, winning is fun. And then, <laughs> if, you're, if you're winning, you're having fun, and then if you're having fun, you're gonna want to keep doing it. So. The more the more fun we had, that means the more winning we we're gonna do. And then it's gonna make the grind a whole bunch easier and a whole bunch more worth it getting into October when hopefully we can have more fun. There
3: you go. <laughs> I'm all for you guys having as much fun as you want. If you go wanna go win a state title, we'll be there to cover it every step of the way.
1: There you go. I'll make the I'll make the drive. Yeah, it oh, f- yeah. fills up the paper pretty quickly. <laughs> That's right. Jackson will we'll close with you. You know, Matt mentions having fun and, and making that run, you know, to the state tournaments obviously the ultimate goal, but but what would it take for, for you and, and this team to consider this season a success?
0: Um, I think it'll take everyone giving the them it like the game to all. Like I don't wanna like, I don't wanna leave our games up to if we would have did this, if we would have did more here. I want if we lose, I wanna see it outplayed. I wanna to them just to be the better team. I don't wanna leave it down to a question, leave it down to a coin flip when it comes to pens. I wanna go out fighting as hard as we can and I don't wanna do if, ands or buts. I do absolutes.
1: I love it. Oh man, I'm fired up. Uh, yeah, I want to go play soccer now. Gonna, not, not against you guys. No, but... no, not at all. I think they'd outrun
3: us a little bit. Joey. I think they would. Yeah, Exactly.
1: Guys, uh, really appreciate the time. That's Urbana High School soccer. Jackson Gilbert, William Arena, Jack Kemby, and of course, head coach Mickey Kowalski. The Tigers six and one, five and one. I don't want to get ahead of myself. The Tigers 5-1. <laughs> and one. They play Centennial tonight with a win, as they're hoping to get. They would be 6-1. and one. But, guys, thanks for your time, and I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, best
0: thanks of for luck this season. Us.
2: Transfer portal, NIL, recruiting, covering University of Illinois Athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I Athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I Athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likus, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Goal line!
1: Welcome back to Extra Prep, and a special thank you to Urbana High School Soccer for taking some time on game day as they prepare to leave for Centennial High School to play the Chargers. And of course, uh, we won't have this uploaded by the time that game goes final. But as you listen to this, the Tigers are either six and one with a big win over the Chargers, or... Five and two with a loss that I'm, I'm sure they'll stew over for uh, the rest of the season. They can blame
3: on.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. I did jinx them at the very end there. I said they would go. Uh, <laughs> I said they were six and one. So I can't put the cart before the horse. But uh, plenty of of other activity going on around the local high school sports scene. Volleyball in full swing and football just firing up. Two weeks down, seven to go, and. Uh, Matt, let's start with football. Let's Mm -hmm. recap week two because week one was pretty crazy. There was a lot of uh, turbulence, but it seems like things kind of settled down in in week two and the programs we expect to win got back to winning and the programs that aren't there yet need a little work. It kind of maybe proved why they still need a little bit of work.
3: Yeah, I mean, Unity's 50-7 to 7 win at St. Joseph Ogden, I think, opened a, a lot of eyes. That was a game going into it last Friday that I uh, weren't really quite sure what to expect. St. Joseph Ogden was coming off an impressive 21-14 win at Monticello in Week 1, and, and Unity was probably humbled a bit in a 34-12 loss at, at Prairie Central. Uh, but Unity just took it to the Spartans last Friday night, uh, big win. Matt Brown, their, their top running back, uh, wasn't out. Uh, Richardson, a sophomore, stepped in and, and thrived, rushed for more than 200 yards, I believe four touchdowns uh, as well. So Unity gets back on, on the right track with an, an impressive win, and St. Joe's kind of back to the drawing board, although it doesn't get any easier for the Spartans uh, this week. They, they have to travel to Fairbury and, and play a 2-0 Prairie Central team. And then uh, Unity, after two straight weeks on the road to open up, finally gets to, to play in front of their home fans at Hicks Field this Friday night with uh, the great ghost of Chillicothe making the long drive to uh, to Tolono. I'd have to imagine that's probably the longest drive in the Illini Prairie Conference. Uh, just off the top of my head that's at least two hours or so. Uh, but yeah, just uh, and you were at Tommy Stewart Field last Friday night and kind of a last-minute uh, assignment for you Joey and you saw a pretty good performance by Centennial. Uh, the Chargers uh, knocked off Peoria Emanuel, 69 to 20 and uh, just what Kyle Jackson's program has been able to do here these last two seasons is, is really impressive, uh, especially considering the the current seniors that are on Centennial's football team when they were freshmen. Uh, the Chargers were going through an 0-9 season and you didn't really know what to expect moving forward and now the program's coming off of as 6-5, showing last fall, won a first-round playoff game in Class 6A, hosted a second-round playoff game against Perennial Power in, in Washington. And, now they're off to a 2-0 start and trying to make it 3-0 this week against Peoria Richwoods before their big rivalry game in week four against Champaign Central. So uh, I guess what were your kind of impressions or takeaways from from what the Chargers uh, put together last Friday night?
2: Yeah
1: and and as you mentioned got there just a little bit late. The game was in progress by the time I got there and I'm trying to think back. It was, t- it was tied at 14 mm-hmm. uh, just seconds after I arrived. Manuel scored and tied it at 14 and you know manual has spent some time towards the bottom of the big 12 conference last several years but I, i've said for a long time and i still believe that it's not a horrible manual mm-hmm. team they're mm-hmm. a, a program on the upswing that's in a tough conference mm-hmm. and um in fact had a lead at one point 20 to 14 right after i arrived uh, great quarterback in london tolliver was making some plays but kyle jackson and company just turned it up uh, mm-hmm. 55 unanswered points or something like that yeah. they, they won you know 69 to 20 the mm-hmm. final score and uh, Brandon Harvey, terrific running back, you know, kind of led the way, but uh, really, I mean, it was a Chargers team that was firing on all cylinders yeah, on the defensive Kellen, side Kellen of the Davis,
3: ball. Kellen Davis, sophomore quarterback, making his second to ever start, was really efficient throwing the ball and threw a couple touchdowns. <clears throat> the, the defense yeah. really seemed to respond uh, after giving up some early scores and. And that's kind of what you want to see is is how players respond to some adversity, especially early in the season. And I'm sure Kyle Jackson and his coaching staff really liked what what the Chargers were able to do. And uh, like we've talked all along uh, this season as well, Centennial's schedule is is really uh, favorable favorable for them early on in the season. So if they want to get to that six-win mark and get the playoffs and heck, even get seven, eight wins, maybe host a first-round playoff game. Uh, they need to take care of business early on in the season because the back half of the, the schedule for them uh, really tightens up in Big 12 play, but yeah, it's just a, a good start for Centennial and uh, just eager to see what uh, what they can do in Week 3.
1: Anthony Caceres deserves a shout out as well. Two touchdowns, uh, returned a fumble on a kickoff to the house and then had a big receiving touchdown, and, and yeah, uh, Kellen, Kellen Davis was terrific at quarterback mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be a, a tough out. You know, Centennial kind of a maybe a dark horse in the Big 12 this year because they've got a very favorable schedule. They don't play Peoria High School mm-hmm. or normal community, and they're off to a 2 and 0 start.
3: Could be dangerous. Well, you're going to be back on the airwaves Friday night on uh, WHMS 97.5 going down to, to Villa Grove. Yeah,
1: that's right. Heath Wilson's uh, Villa Grove squad uh, taking on uh, Arthur Lovington, Atwin Hammond, of course, with the line I commit, Caden Fagan. Mm-hmm. Committed as a running back, but he's going to play uh, quarterback this year, has been playing quarterback Mm -hmm. this year. And, yeah, that is is such a – Tough matchup. And, and let's start our pick them there because, you know, I went with Villa Grove in this one because they're the home team, pretty much. I, I picked Arcola. You learned your lesson. I, I <laughs> did. And, and and the only reason I picked Villa Grove, I, and I think Villa Grove certainly has a chance to win it, don't get me wrong. But yeah, people were chirping at me when I picked <laughs> Arcola and then went to Tuscola to, uh, to do the game. So so people so, pay attention. That's right. People people do read the, the paper and they uh, follow along online. But Villa Grove, you know, they've got home field advantage. Um, and Villa Grove. You know, a forty-nine twenty-two loss last season to Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond. They've been stewing on that. I don't know. It's a tough one. Uh, Caden Fagan for for ALAH is one of the best athletes in the area, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Villagrove just by virtue of yeah, them Villa, being at home. <clears throat> Villagrove
3: had a good week. One win against Bureau Valley, a team they picked up at the last minute on the schedule after Fisher. Uh, decided not to have varsity football this season, and then they went up to, to Lexington uh, last Friday night and, and battled a really good Ridgeview-Lexington team, came out with a tough, hard-fought 33-26 loss. Arthur Levington out Howard Hammond picked up their first win last week uh, at Meridian after losing to Tri-Valley in, in their opener. But, yeah, it's just a matter of kind of limiting <coughs> some big plays, and, and both teams are capable, uh, especially of, of doing so offensively, so... Uh, Eager to see how that plays out. Key game for both teams sitting at one and one. You you always want to be the team that uh, is going two and one into week four, a third of the way to playoff uh, eligibility, instead of being at one and two and and having to come back that way. So, yeah, next game up uh, on kind of our pick 'em that ran in in Thursday's paper, a key Illini Prairie Conference game uh, Bloomington Central Catholic at Paxton Buckley Loda. Uh, You and I both picked PBL, we had Josh Pritchard. On Wednesday nights, uh, Surpro Prep Football Confidential Radio Show powered by U of I Army ROTC. And, uh, PBL coming <coughs> off a 47-0 shutout win against Sparta last Friday night at home. This is the third straight home game for the Panthers at I-57 Stadium in Zimmerman Field there. Uh, BCC, though, off to a good start as well, 2-0. Put up a big number of uh, – a lot of points so far this season. Beat Tool last week, 61-6. BCC, historically, always a stout program. They've had some lean years here in, in recent time, but uh, we both picked the Panthers, and it it could be a big game, kind of a statement game for the Panthers if they want to uh, come out with a, a win in Week 3.
1: BCC, always a tough out. Next up, kind of going in alphabetical order, Sarah Gordo-Bement at Tri-County. <coughs> Keep clearing my throat, man. Uh, consensus, Tri-County, in this
3: one it looks like. So Sarah Gordo obviously is going to win. That's, what's That's right, of yeah. course. It had,
1: it had, they, someone's always got to – you can't have a consensus pick. No. Someone's exactly. always got to be the contrarian. But Tri-County heavily favored, <laughs> to, say the, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Champaign Central at Granite City. This is an interesting one. Neither team off to a terrific start. Mm-hmm. Champaign Central wanting to get into the win column, especially with Centennial mm-hmm. looming large next week. Tim Turner's squad has some work to do. They have to go on the road, not an easy drive to Granite City, but most of us, including myself, going with the Maroons. You, however, are going yeah, with Granite I, City.
3: I don't know. I guess the Maroons can use this as bulletin board material. Uh, it's a three-hour trip for them, third straight road game. I, I guess technically every, if you're a central football player, you could look at it as every game as a road game since you play your quote-unquote home games at Tommy Stewart Field. It's We've had, had a lot of coverage on that yeah. this summer. Yeah. You can go to News-Gazette <laughs> if you want to find out more. Uh, I don't know. Central struggled so far this year. They, they've played some some tough teams, but uh, coming off a 50-14 loss at Normal Community in, in Week 2, I, I think it's just kind of, in, you know, if Central wants to use this, like I said, as, as motivation, by all means, go right ahead. We spend about a minute kind of figuring out <laughs> what games we're going to pick or who's mm-hmm. going to win. It's not like we sit here for hours upon hours and analyze them uh, and pour through the film at all. But it's just, it's kind of waiting to, I want to, them to prove it to me on the, on the field. So we'll, we'll see what they can do um, on Friday night at Granite City. We next, sure will. Next up, a uh, big uh, Heart of Illinois conference game. GCMS plays at uh, El Paso Gridley. And uh, for the most part, GCMS was kind of the, the favorite among our panel of, of eight Uh, for those that don't know our our panels myself Alex Coburn a copy editor at the News Gazette, Kyle is our preps coordinator, Scott Ritchie who covers the lineup for us, Robin Schultz our photo editor, Joe Vizzelli Jr. our copy editor, you Joey and then each week we have a guest picker as well (coughs) this week it's uh, Lynn Anderson uh, staple in the Oakwood coaching community with volleyball and girls track and field but I went GCMs. You went El Paso Gridley. El
1: Paso Gridley has one of the best punters they in do. the nation, Declan Dooley, punter he is, kicker.
3: He's visiting Illinois this Saturday.
1: Absolutely, and uh, that would be a big pickup for him because I think as a punter, he's ranked fourth nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the, the the name of the outlet that that ranks. Uh, it's a it's a nationwide mm-hmm. camp that you know brings in the very best and. and uh, a punter's not going to win you games, but a, a kicker could, and he's in their top 100 for okay. for place kickers as well. Declan Dooley, remember there, the name. There you go. Uh, Illinois, he's visiting, but I know he's got a lot of interest from, you know, the very best in the country, the likes of Alabama mm-hmm. and some of those top schools. So that, that would be a big get for Illinois and their special teams teams. Uh, Department. Uh, department's not the right word, but you know what I'm getting at. Next up. <laughs> Muhammad Seymour uh, in Mount Zion.
3: Uh, yeah, across the board, we're all on board the bullwag- Bulldogs bandwagon, apparently. Uh, although John Adkins, uh, Muhammad Seymour's uh, vociferous coach, enthusiastic coach. Uh, if you need to pick me up in life, just go talk to him for a few minutes. He'll get you fired up. Um, he calls this the, the conference championship in the Apollo Conference already, which is some, some big... Weight attached to it, but uh, Mount Zion's always kind of been a thorn in, in Muhammad Seymour's side. The Bulldogs uh, won a close one against the Braves last year uh, at Frank Dutton Field and Muhammad. First road trip for Muhammad Seymour. So we'll see how Wyatt Baum and, and the Bulldogs offense travels to Macon County. But uh, everyone and our panel's got uh, Muhammad Seymour winning this
1: one. John Adkins was quick to point out, though, Muhammad Seymour has not won at Mount Zion since 2013. So it's there been a go. little bit. Moving right along, Milford Cisna Park at Blue Ridge, an eight-man game. And uh, looking here, it was consensus. Milford Cisna Park, except for me and Alex, we both went with Blue Ridge. Right.
3: apparently want some free tickets to the raceway in Farmer City. That's right.
1: Big fan, big <laughs> fan. That is one of my uh, favorite stories I've ever written so far for the News Gazette last that. summer. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Milford's got to make the trip to Farmer City, and they do play right by the raceway there in, in Farmer City. But uh, both teams off to a two zero start. Uh, both teams have put up some prolific points so far this season. Uh, I just like the bear, I just like the Bearcats in this one, just with their experience they have in the backfield. And again, it's kind of like. Blue Ridge needs to kind of prove it. This is a kind of a chance for them to make a statement if they're able to get a win against the Bearcats on Friday night.
1: Pontiac and Rand, no, we skipped over Clifton Central. Easy to confuse with Prairie Central and Oakwood. Uh, Unsurprisingly, Lynn Anderson's going with Oakwood. I would hope so. I would hope so, too. (laughs) Uh, She joins Scott Ritchie in that regard, but everyone else is rolling with
3: Clifton Central, including you and I. I will say the comments are going to win on Friday night that's the nickname of both Oakwood and Clifton Central. So uh, I feel confident in securing my knowledge that the Comets are going to win. Oakwood is just, I don't know, uh, had a, a good week one opening win against Moments. Close one, though. And then Salt Fork last Friday night just really put it to Moments. I ended up winning 42-7 in a game that was had a running clock the entire second half. Uh, Oakwood <clears throat> made the trip uh, last Friday to Gilman and got throttled by Iroquois West. Lost 58-6. to So... I don't know. Clifton Central is always a tough place to play. Um, I just like like Clifton Central in this one. So uh, I'm sure if Cameron Lee wants to, he can call me out later if I if I don't pick if I picked incorrectly. But uh, we'll see.
1: Next up, Pontiac at Rantoul. Good chance for both these teams who started zero and two to snag a win. Me, Colin Likas, and Joe Vazelli going with Rantoul, everyone else going with Pontiac.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to make many fans in Rantoul for, for this pick. But again, it's just kind of like what I said with Champaign Central and, and even Blue Ridge, too. It's just, you know, I want to see it results on, on the field. Rantoul's coming off a tough loss to Bloomington Central Catholic. Last week, Pontiac obviously is not what they used to be back in the day when they were contending for deep playoff runs at all. Um, Maybe it helps the Eagles at the games at Bill Walsh Field. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But Colin does a good job, too, when he comes up with these 10 games that we picked to not really make any kind of gimme games. Uh, They're always teams that are pretty evenly matched, and and that's what kind of makes it fun and difficult at the same time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no no easy picks. Um, And and Pontiac perhaps emboldened by the Marching Illini's visit last week. They go on the road, but uh, Jim Rosso had uh, a nice piece on the Marching Illini making their way up to... Pontiac and they performed at a parade in the town as well as a football game. And a town that really loves its football is our final game. Tuscola hosting Sullivan Okaw Valley and. That's
3: Sullivan Oka Valley.
1: Yep, yep, pardon me. First yep. road
3: game for Andy Romine's Warriors after two straight home wins.
1: They go on the road, and it'll uh, it'll be a tough one. Um, and right after, of course, Matt, you mentioned no gimme games. We get consensus Tuscola about that. But yeah,
3: Sullivan Oak Valley is off to 2-0. Star picked up their first win since 2016 when you were probably a sophomore in high school, Joe. You're you a got junior it, in high yeah, school. A and, uh Yeah, Tuscola's both teams sitting at 2-0, Tuscola... An impressive Week One win against Arcola, followed it up in Week Two with a home win against Cumberland, and a game that really featured some high scoring in, in the second half. Uh, I just like what Jordan Quinn can bring to the field for the Warriors, and the chance to go three and zero. Plus, on Wednesday night, uh, the entire Tuscola offensive line was in our building. Uh, they were honored with our first ever uh, U of I Army ROTC offensive lineman of the week offensive line of the week and the starting five was there and they looked like they could pancake block me into the ground so uh, I safely told them that I picked Tuscola and uh, no fisticuffs or shedding of blocks occurred. Talking with so many of these high school football players you
1: know I'm, I'm 22 I'm fresh out of college <laughs> these guys are going to inspire me to get in the gym because I'm looking at these guys in high school and and I mean they could absolutely run through me. That and, is true. It's
3: gonna... Some big boys there Chris Boyd's kind of the, the biggest one on the Tuscola offensive line and a great shot putter and discus thrower as well in, in the spring, but uh, yeah, Jordan Quinn, Ben Hornaday, just kind of—they seem to have that balance that the Skull always always likes to have, in that up-tempo offense that Andy Romine runs. And sure, they have to go on the road after two games at home, but I just like the Skull in this one.
1: Absolutely, and your squad off to a great start, Matt. As we start to wrap things up on on extra preps uh, or extra prep week three, uh, you know some volleyball mm-hmm. in the area going on as well, and uh, the the episode won't be uploaded before I cover uh, Gibson City Melvin Sibley at Fisher tonight, but uh, they'll play some volleyball, and we'll be on the scene to cover it. And if you're listening now and want to go back to listen to live audio of that. It'll live forever on our Facebook page, the the second Facebook live live audio stream that we've done this year. Yeah, I'm
3: really looking forward to it. I thought you did a great job last Thursday here at Oscar Adams Gymnasium here on the campus of Urbana High School and Rand ran Tool picking up a win against Urbana. And I think it's just a great way to uh, expand our coverage in different avenues and, and platforms and, and to shine the spotlight on, on some of these athletes as well and Fisher, GCMS, co-op in several sports, but I guarantee you there's going to be no love loss on the volleyball court tonight between the Bunnies and, and the Falcons, and uh, yeah, we'll have full coverage of that. Uh, full page of uh, high school highlights in, in Friday's paper. Uh, we're going to have some photos from uh, Champaign Central and Centennial's girls tennis match on Thursday afternoon in Friday's paper. I uh, got a big story coming on uh, Villa Grove and kind of their booster club and, and Friday's paper ahead of their game football game Friday night against Arthur levington Atwood Hammond and then take Kyle like is uh, also taking a look at uh, several brothers that play football for Arthur levington Atwood Hammond as well uh, ahead of that game on Friday night and Joey just keep up the good work keep up the the travels around the area you're going to Fisher tonight and then you'll be down in Douglas County on uh, on Friday night uh, make sure you uh, sample the uh, concession stand there at Ruskier Field. Absolutely. I'm trying to try a, a pork chop
1: sandwich there everywhere go. I go. Did you get so. a pork
3: chop on a stick at Tuscola? I did. It was pretty good. Was it legit? It was good. Okay. It was really good, and they, of course... They it, do it right in Douglas County.
1: They absolutely do. The I think they had a ribeye item there that looked good, too. <laughs> I'm trying to stick with pork, but... Okay. Uh, you can switch it up if you want to. Yeah, well, I'll get whatever looks okay. best. Okay, and, and, and sticking to Cola Wars fashion, of course, <laughs> I got a Coke and a Pepsi when of I was course. out there. Of course, obviously obviously Uh, it was was a good time dropped the pepsi (laughs) in the parking lot after so it exploded went everywhere i'll I'll try to you know uh, can securities job security the
3: inside baseball knowledge you get on extra prep podcast behind the scenes there you go
1: always appreciate it matt A, a fun episode of extra prep our third episode thanks to urbana high school athletic director steve waller and head soccer coach head Boys soccer coach that is mickey kowalski for hosting us in the lecture hall That'll do it for now. Thank you for listening wherever you're listening, and have a great rest of your day.